guys, welcome to the CP Junkie podcast, where we bring you interviews with dentists sharing their CPD stories and journeys from around Australia. What better way to learn than to follow those who've already done it before? CPD Junkie is Australia's most comprehensive CPD, so head over to cpdjunkie.com.au and become a member for free to access the full features of the site. I'm your host, Lauren Stone, and tonight we are joined by Dr. Jeff Bridges. He is a qualified physiotherapist, graduated from Otago University in New Zealand in 2009. He worked in musculoskeletal private practice until 2015 with a special interest in TMD. Before he moved to Griffith University in the Gold Coast to study dentistry, graduating in 2020. His father was a dentist as well, where Dr. Jeff previously worked for many years. Currently working full-time at Shell Harbour City Dental Private Practice and loving it. Looking to continue with general practice for the foreseeable future. Dr. Jeff Bridges, welcome to the show. So you've only graduated in 2020, you know, during a time of COVID lockdowns. Tell us about your CBD journey so far, you know, before and after graduating. Where were you looking to find and complete CPD? Well, I guess during university, you know, you've got to do a ton of work. And um, amongst the study, I, I always tried to find other ways I could just top up, you know, the syllabus that was given to me. So, you know, from podcasts to YouTube to shadowing a lot of dentists, um, I tried to really immerse myself in other, other avenues that were available to try and, you know, really piece the puzzle together, if you like, um, so that when I graduated, I was capable and I knew kind of what to expect. And I think probably the biggest thing that I could recommend to others to do is to shadow or go in and see the real thing. I think by watching other people perform dentistry, that's invaluable. Um, you know, as a student, you can sign up to courses and things, but if you watch someone do it and, um, see how efficient and how easy they make things look, you can take that back um, into the uni setting and, and kind of go from there, which I, you know, I really enjoyed that side of things. So. What kind of podcasts were you listening to? Uh, well, I think, you know, there's a number of podcasts available, but I always kind of gravitated to Dentistry Uncensored with Howard Ferran, you know, that's been going on for yonks. Um, he's always asking the same questions, so it gets a bit old. <laughs> <laughs> um, but more recently, kind of over the years, Newbie Dental Podcast um, has been good. Dental Head Start, you know, they're very, they're very insightful. Um, right Global, Savvy Dental Podcast, you know, with Jesse Green. There's a number of podcasts that I think all offer different, you know, different things, but you know, you want something suited to students. So the clinical tips are the ones that I was searching out for, you know, as a student and, um, you know, less of the business side of things per se. Hmm. So where online were you looking for CPD or in person, you know, before or after graduating? I think as a student, you don't know what you like. And I still kind of don't know what I like just yet. Even though I've been working for six months and I've been full-time and busy in that period, thankfully maybe a little bit quieter at the moment with COVID. Um, I'm still kind of finding my feet and just setting the foundations up. 
in terms of being able to kind of be across multiple disciplines and kind of find within those disciplines things that I like after doing them numerous times. I think, you know, people ask me, what CBD are you interested in? You know, what have you signed up for? Well, you know, in the first couple of months, you may not have the income to support really expensive courses or those long-winded, you know, graduate courses at universities like King's overseas. So I'm looking more, you know, a couple of day courses in the areas that I see the patients that I'm treating in my practice need. And thankfully, the practice that I'm working at, um, the demographic supports a really wide range of general dentistry. So, you know, I've got my eyes on courses related to kind of more wisdom teeth staff, um, maybe doing a little bit more aligner ortho because um, I've just started to take on some Invisalign Go um, cases that I've been trained in, but it's early days. So I, I guess I'm just finding my feet. And this next six months is going to be where I'm going to look to implement more courses. And I think CPD Junkie is that kind of place where you can go and really look at the whole plethora of courses that they're offering these days there's so many we haven't paid him to plug us <laughs> thank you for saying that <laughs> no problem so you've mentioned a few things in your earlier days you know dipping your toes into what you might be interested in i think a lot of new grads definitely are along that same kind of boat definitely don't feel like you are the only one in that situation let's talk about some of that physiotherapy side of things, you know, TMJ pain and how that's been able to help your understanding of dentistry. Yeah, for sure. Look, I think I took on TMD as a physio because I wanted to try and, you know, clarify whether I actually wanted to have my hands in people's mouths and do that sort of thing. <laughs> um, I, you know, before I got into physio, I wanted to be a dentist. So it was always the end goal for me to be a dentist, but I was fortunate enough to work in physio and I think that actually helped me um, become potentially a better dentist in the future. Um, with TMD as a physio, we approach it, I think, far differently than dentists do. You know, we, as physios, treat all joints of the body, obviously. So we approach the TMJ like another joint. We're there to, you know, assess its range of movement, see if there's any obstruction, like, you know, disc derangement, things that you see commonly. And, you know, if it's not heavily inflamed, then we look to try and get it moving. And I think it's pretty well documented now that TMD responds to conservative management for the most part. If you give it time and you take, um, take care and you give them some simple things to do, things will over time get a lot better. Where in dentistry, our, sometimes our initial thought is to get it immobilized, put a splint on and cross our fingers and hope for the best. Um, so. Having taken that experience from physio, I'm more comfortable taking on TMJ patients. I'm more, you know, more reassuring to say to the patient, look, things probably will get better over time. You just got to give it some time and treat it like a joint it is, not, not overcomplicate it. Sometimes a lot of our patients and their mentality is, you know, quick fix, right? They forget about the body needs some time to heal. We've noticed that you do dry needling, Botox and fillers. Where did you learn that? Did you still offer that to your patients now? Or are you looking to do some more CPD on that? Yeah, so during the university course, I was you know, given the opportunity to do a Botox and fillers course through Griffith. 
and now it's been kind of endorsed by the um, ADAQ. So that's good to see that, you know, the professional body is getting behind the course and people may be a little bit reluctant to go into Botox and fillers. For me, I primarily wanted to do it for the Botox. Um, a large proportion of the TMJ patients that I saw as a physio, they had a lot of muscular dysfunction, you know, really tight, heavy, big masseters, you know, evident that they're probably um, doing some sort of parafunction. And I wanted to offer patients in dentistry the option to have some Botox to kind of just tone down the muscles a little bit um, to supplement other avenues that they may have already going. So I don't really have a desire to really do a lot of fillers. I think, you know, it has a place maybe in aesthetic dentistry. However, the Botox is something that I've, I've been doing with my patients just to try and give the muscles a bit of a break. And, um, you know, with the dry needling, I found that to be particularly useful just in general physiotherapy. But when I started to do some dry needling for the masseter um, temporalis, natural pterygoid for TMJ patients, they found a really, really good benefit with that, where it was more into the trigger points of the muscle rather than me doing kind of external soft tissue massage for 15 minutes. Um, I was able to achieve, I think, better results with dry needling. Um, and, and try and settle the tone of the tissues down, um, which is slightly invasive, but you're not injecting anything like fillers or Botox. It's basically just a, a dry acupuncture needle. Sure. So are you looking to do some more CPD on that or are you happy with where you are at the moment? Well, I did level three advanced kind of dry needling. So I'm able to treat all muscles of the body in terms of dry needling. It's not something that I do routinely in my dental practice. Um, I. I'm happy to refer Team J patients for physio if I think they need them. Um, but I do offer just general advice in regards to exercises and, um, um, you know, if there is, if there are a, a clear bruxar, then I'll give them a, an occlusal splint, um, yeah. just a thin maxillary one. Um, and that seems to protect the dentition whilst I can kind of get them to, to look at other avenues. So yeah, that's where I'm at with all that stuff. I wish Adelaide university where I graduated from offered, that during my time in uni, I guess, we'll have to wait and see. So of all those CPDs, you know, which has had the biggest clinical impact on your dentistry today? The Invisalign Go course that I did with Brett last year has been a good offering for me so far in terms of just getting into some initial orthodontic work. You know, there's a few patients that I've been looking out for that have some minor you know, alignment issues that I've been happy to say, this is something that I can actually do for you. And there's another dentist in my practice who does um, a lot more orthodontic work. He's done Derek Mahoney's course. So I've been able to kind of liaise with him and go, right, is this a case that's suitable for me, do you think? And then, you know, just get started with some initial ortho work. Um, it's not something that I want to go deep into right now, but I would say the Invisalign Go course um, has been surprisingly kind of useful to try and potentially ortho offer that ortho, but also that pre-restorative ortho that I want to kind of tie into my restorative side of things. So, yeah. Do you feel like a lot of new grads feel like they need to get in that sort of space? I think, yeah, Invisalign is one of the most famous brands in dentistry, you know. Um, people see it everywhere. They know about it. I think there's this big drive or graduates know about, you know, the potential ortho craze out there. I'm not saying that that it's what I've seen, 
but I think most graduates want to kind of undergo some aligner training just so that they can offer that as part of their arsenal, I guess. Um, I think the Invisalign Go is a really good starting point where you don't need to kind of change the molar relationship or anything crazy. It's a, it's a safer avenue to try and just initially get into it without, you know, overburdening yourself and getting unstuck. Mm, mm. It's nice that you have that support there to help you with case selection. Oh, yeah. I think that's everything, case selection. You know, there's, I guess, every discipline you're looking for potential patients that you can take on. I'm fortunate enough to have really good support um, at my practice um, with no pressure and they're potentially able to kind of step in the room and, and assist when I need. So I've been, I've been getting comfortable with being more uncomfortable and I think, you know, there's a level of stress that is healthy and then there's a level of stress that you don't want to take on and bite off too much. Um, and I think now that I've been working in, you know, health as a health professional for many years, I'm more aware um, of the types of patients that I should be getting involved with and, you know, others that I should refer. Let's be honest, you know, my first year was, was hard. I think naturally we all kind of go through that same kind of journey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've mentioned that your dad was a dentist and he was kind of known for his close relationships with his patients. What kind of role did he play in you wanting to be a dentist and what were some of the teachings you gained from him? Well, I grew up in a family of dentistry, so I was kind of exposed to it from, you know, as long as I can remember. I was in the, in the dental practice quite often, you know, playing with wax and being in the lab, getting my hands into all the materials and, and things. So I was never, I guess, scared of the dentist, never had a bad experience just because it was so, you know, so familiar to me. But funnily enough, my dad was a really kind of handy carpenter, if you like. So I kind of grew up building houses and um, always on the tools with him. And then that kind of was very similar to the way he did dentistry. You know, he graduated back in a time where, you know, they potentially didn't use any gloves or the materials were really different. And I saw even from a younger age how things have changed over time in terms of the profession. So I've taken some of the old school approach that he used to, used to do and it was effective and patients loved that familiar environment that he created and um you know i've taken that with me now um into this new modern age where you know i've got access to a seric machine um and all these other other cool gadgets so you know it was probably it was probably just being so hands-on the profession that i was attracted to because i was always wanting to do something with my hands you know i play drums i play guitar it's always hands-on for me and that's why dentistry was the perfect fit i thought Following on from that, who else have been your biggest mentors or idols, you know, in your career path and why? During my uni course, I shadowed this dentist called Mark Miller in the Gold Coast. And um, he was kind of old school like my dad, you know, similar age. But um, he had a really, really good professional practice that was really busy. So I used to go in there like once a week and, and shadow him. And he used to do a range of, you know, general dentistry that I, I learned a ton from him. But just thinking over the years of, the, you know, the pages that you see on, on Instagram or Facebook, obviously everyone knows Lincoln Harris. He, he's done a ton of educational stuff over the years. Um, I was fortunate enough to go up to, to Bagara and kind of watch one of his, um, his presentations. But, you know, I've had contact with Dr. Johan Choi and um, Dr. Barat, like I spoke about, um, 
with the Invisalign Go. These are sort of practitioners that are really humble, um, really, you know, giving of their time. And um, I appreciate, you know, the contact that I've had with those guys over the years. And you can see how clean their dentistry is. And I'm a big believer that, you know, everyone's got their own journey um, and everything is repetition. So I've been more focused on just gaining repetition over the years, whether it's, it's observing people or, you know, seeing cases online, you just see a lot of teeth. You kind of get a feel for, you know, how teeth should look, um, what kind of cases are possible. And, you know, that kind of gives me a target to shoot for in the future. What does your current ideal clinical day look like? You know, the types of procedures. Yeah. So it varies, you know, general practice, you take what you can get as a graduate. Um, uh, but look, we've had a, a CEREC machine for a couple of months now. So rather than me temporizing for two weeks, I've been doing some same day crowns, which has been a really good um, communication tool for patients to say, look, we can offer you a same day um, crown and patients seem to like that. And I, and I like the design side of things. So I've been enjoying that side. But I do a range of, you know, just general restorative. I see kids. I've been doing some dentures, um, surgicals, um, taking some wisdom teeth um, that I need to flap and, and gutter, perhaps not section, but, you know, some tricky eights I've been taking on, um, dentures. So I would say most disciplines, a bit of perio. Depends on the day. You know, today I just did some restorative, some secondaries, peds restorative and then sounds like you are getting pretty knee deep in there you know in your first six months yeah look i think i've touched on every discipline you know it's it's lucky that i have a um a, a boss or a mentor who does general dentistry to a high standard in, in most disciplines like he does some implants as well and that's maybe something that i want to do later on because i do like surgery but i also like you know restorative and aesthetic dentistry so um I've been able to take on cases that I am slightly uncomfortable with and then get some, get some assistance to either kind of complete it if I need it or refer within the practice or on, onwards. So, you know, I've been really lucky to land on the practice that I have. So you've kind of mentioned where you kind of want to go and what you would say you would want your day to look like in five years' time. It's a good question, mate. It's hard to know, really, isn't it, in five years? I definitely want to be more proficient with this CEREC. If I, I intend to stay at this practice that I'm at, and I know that CEREC is kind of the, it's been around for, your, for, for ages, but I think the system is quite user-friendly, but still allows you to be kind of creative and um, take on some, some larger cases where you can really design and implement the type of dentistry that you want to do. So I'd like to take on some further CEREC training. Um, I want to, funnily enough, want to do a little bit more endo training just so that I feel a bit more comfortable um, taking on some of these cases, particularly model endo. Mm. But I would say in five years, a combination between some, some surgery, um, indirect kind of aesthetic dentistry, maybe some ortho from time to time, but I probably wouldn't be doing, you know, any fixed ortho. So. I'm happy with the variety of general dentistry, I think, you know, yeah. physio has a lot of variety and so does general dentistry. So I have no real 
um, desire to specialize at this stage. So is there any particular CPD that you're interested in that you've got your eyes on? You've mentioned some already, Seric and its courses, Endo and some of the Endo courses. I think it's good in what you are saying is that you want to cover all the bread and butter stuff. You want to make sure you've got that before jumping into some of the bigger ones. Totally, you know. Yeah. What's the point in trying to specialize at this stage when you don't really know kind of all the all the nuts and bolts? You know, you, I haven't done enough general dentistry to know what I'd like and what I don't like. I think, you know, I've been exposed to so much podcasts or just um, I guess I'm a little bit wiser in, in my old age, if you could say, <laughs> to know that, you know, it's a process. It takes time. It's There's no point rushing it. Enjoy the journey. If anything, I'll be happy to take on something like Dr. Hassad's, um, you know, case acceptance communication style courses and and kind of just go back to treatment planning or, you know, just tying in those sorts of things that perhaps we overlook. Um, I can tell you communication dentistry is way harder than in physiotherapy. Yeah. And treatment planning is, 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 both, is important in both professions, but dentistry, if you can't kind of communicate the treatment plan, um, patients get a little bit lost. So... Dr. Jeff Burgess, thank you for coming on the show today. If you can let the people know how they can reach out to you and what's kind of going on in your life, especially with COVID. Yeah, look, you can find me on um, on Instagram, Jay Bridges Dentistry. Um, I, I sometimes post dental cases. Uh, on my <laughs> stories, you'll find me playing guitar and all sorts of other random stuff. But um, yeah, feel, feel free to reach out and get in touch. I'm happy to have a chat. Uh, I look forward to the coming years, you know, it's an exciting time, I guess, to be in the profession and there's, there's um, ways to communicate with other people, even in COVID. So thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Thank you again for coming on the show. Hope you have a good night. Cheers, mate.